6, 2021, and this is episode... Uh, 79? 70, 79. Episode 70. Episode 79! Your host this week, myself, Lee Henry. Hi. If you want to uh, follow along at home, open up your smell book, and uh, find that page that said, Someone Just Ate McDonald's in here, and that's... And then you'll just be in, enjoying the ambiance along with us. Well, I could have ate outside the room if you just said that's, so. That's okay. That's okay. We're not the WWE. We won't kick you out of here. <laughs> for uh, There's some guy in the third row eating, eating McDonald's. Uh, Reed, we have a correction to make. Hmm. In our Friday stupor watching Rampage, I accidentally confused the wrestlers Caesar Bononi and Anthony Ogogo. Side by side, these two men are nothing alike other than being imposing gentlemen. Uh, but it was Anthony Agogo with the with the one gut punch knock you out move. Yeah, Caesar sure. Bononi is just a uh, jobber in the wingmen currently. Sure, uh, Anthony Agogo is a jobber who has not been seen. I don't know what he did. Like the, that flash. He did the program, program with Cody. Yeah, he did yeah. the program with Cody, and that was that was a thing. I think they were planning on going to the UK, but they never did. Anyway, anyways, CM oh, CM Punk is back. My God! In wrestling, and yesterday we had a uh, wow. Computers just going off. Uh, yesterday we had uh, the first dynamite. Of course, I'm I'm bringing this up because Salt of the Slam probably won't happen again for, for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, kind of a lackluster dynamite. I'm to understand. If you have if you have the, uh, the wingmen versus the Nightmare Family, maybe you save that for a different show. Maybe you 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 juice it up a little bit. Considering there's probably gonna it's probably gonna be yeah, one of I, the viewerships. Yeah, I had it on in the background while I was playing some D and D. The only thing I had the volume on for was the punk um, segment, essentially, sure. which in itself was like I don't want to say awkward, but like you could cl- tell clearly everybody wanted like something to happen. It was essentially the exact same thing that happened. It's, it's well, what it is, Reed, is it's Smash Brothers. It's sh- what's the next Smash Brothers character? Show us the next Smash Brothers character. If you do anything but show us the next Smash Brothers character, we're going to hijack it. So show us the next Smash Brothers character. It's CM Punk. Everybody pops. Well, who's next? What's the next Smash Brothers character? To the point where CM Punk is talking and they're doing yes chants. No, I don't like, I don't think they're doing yes because they want CM Punk to say Daniel Bryan. I think that's just a thing the crowd does now when they like things, Lee. Oh yeah? Yes. I well that would have been the first time it had happened at AEW, so to that no, end. No, it's not. The yes chant? In the past Absolutely. two years it's happened. Abs- no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, yes. Right yes. Lee, yes. it's happened on Dynamite before. No way. Yes, it has. Are you fucking I've, kidding me? Yes, chance in AEW Dynamite, CM Punk. Yes, chance. Insane DMD reaction. What? Uh, oh, so they gave yes chance to Britt Baker? What do you know? Uh, Who cares? This isn't no, a video no, game. No, there's no other yes Lee, chance. Lee, Lee, come on, get rid no, of it. No, it hasn't happened. Get it hasn't fuck, happened. Get no, get because the crowd at AEW wouldn't chant yes buddy, from a guy who's buddy, in another wrestling promotion, buddy, especially WWE. That's buddy, not what they, they do. They give yes chance to fucking guys in New Japan so They didn't high. even chant fucking CM Punk in AEW until they were really sure he was showing up within 30 seconds of because it happening. They ne- because CM Punk is a is essentially a what chance to fill boredom. Yes chant is... Right. Whatever. This isn't video games. Let's proceed. No. There's, I have never heard a yes chant in AEW prior to Dynamite. You and me weren't watching a lot of fucking Dynamite. I've watched every episode of Dynamite. I don't believe you. It's true. There's ep- there's podcast episodes you can listen to all through the pandemic where Lee reviews AEW Dynamite by himself. And guess what? No fucking yes chants. Uh, Reed, what have you been playing? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I beat the game. I beat Whoa. the game. Uh, I decided to fucking uh, not kill... His uncle Shimura at the end. Wow, fucking spoilers. 
Uh, no, I think it's I think it's absolutely the right. I don't want to say the right choice, but I would say if there is going to be a canon choice as far as the sequel is concerned, it's going to be that you save Shimura. Thematically, it just makes a ton of sense that he had to disregard his honor at the beginning of the game to save his people yeah. and to save his uncle at the end. He you can also make it so he's never mentioned again, and therefore if you killed him or let him live, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? but, yeah. but I'm saying that thematically it makes sense for him to disregard his honor once again at the end because he already has throughout the entire game yeah. uh, to save his uncle. I understand where people are coming from when they say that uh, it's a shame that how you play throughout the game, whether you're stealthy or upfront approach, doesn't factor into the story at all. Like, to the point where I could never, ever kill anybody or assassinate them. I'm, like, straight up with everything. But in that one cutscene, he's always going to use the poison against the Mongols. Right. Yeah. So I, I could see the complaints with that. It didn't bother me all that much, to be honest. It's not one of those games where I'm looking to have six different endings on whatever the fuck. It's mostly about the combat. Yeah. Um, so I thought that made way more sense for Jin to save his uncle because he's just like, I'm not killing my family. Like, I've already, I'm not a samurai. I've already fucking disregarded all that shit. Like, you're, like, I'm going to save you. Like, I, I don't understand where, like, Nick at work is coming from, where he's like, <laughs> oh, Jin redeemed his honor by killing his uncle. He's like, no, he still poisoned no, all those Mongols. He, no, yeah, it's, it's uh, his uncle gives him the ultimatum of, like, hey, you if you kill me, then, it, like, what? Because you're in the same spot, right? Jin still has done everything he's done up to that point. Yeah. And at that point, you basically have learned over the course of the game, though, especially if you are doing all the side quests which you didn't finish a lot of them that the theme is that the samurai present themselves as one thing but means to an end there, there's another way to go about it and that Jin is the scapegoat in this he's the one who got the job done but that that's where it would be interesting if they did forking paths in that game or something like Mass Effect where Jin gets to decide to use the poison or not and ultimately the outcome is the same but something different will have happened Jin will lose an ally yeah you know, I know, just like, I, I didn't get from the ending how Jin would somehow have be redeemed by killing his uncle like regaining his honor I guess you just write your own history after that you're yeah like yeah char- I, you're the I, Shogun, I, right? I saw yeah. it more as his uncle is like let me die warrior's death uh, I don't want to live because you fucking betrayed me I don't want to make another family right. like I'm super depressed like <laughs> this is a good excuse for you to just to kill me yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of get it. And besides, Shimura doesn't seem all that bummed out that I didn't kill him. Yeah. He was more like surprised and he's like, like, you're clearly still a good person. And I'm try and I'm sort of starting to understand where you're coming from. So I like that. Besides that, the game fucked me with the PS5 upgrade, S- like a smooth buttery. How's that? 60 uh, frames per second at all moments. How are those rumble edition? The, 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 uh, I haven't rumble. played it a ton yet on PS5 to really experience anything like that yet. We'll see. I'm assuming that's more to do with like bow shooting, which I do not do. I don't think that's the only. I think. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just the visual upgrades as well. The game's still just breathtakingly gorgeous in its environments. If if anything, there's a little bit too much space in between everything. Um, uh, yeah. So like, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead, right? Yeah, so, Red Dead's even worse. Is that there's just so <laughs> much space in between fucking nothing between things to do. Tsushima yeah. uh, is a lot more. So like, well. Red Dead went for the same thing, right? What was that bullshit when they were like, every every screenshot of this game is like a painting or whatever they said about Red Dead. And uh, the difference between the two is that Ghost of, of Tsushima goes for a more stylized. surrealist, yeah, yeah stylized. more more stylized look, especially with the weather effects and the wind. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you can like swipe up on the touchpad at any point and that wind effect happens to point you to your oh, objective. Man. Uh, it's completely unbelievable, but that's not that's not the point. The leaves, the, the different things they do in the environment... Uh, the animals and the wildlife it is, it is more whimsical i guess you would say 
Uh, but that being said, the combat and stuff like that. So having just played uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yeah, yeah, it's so... Assassin's Creed fucking sucks, man. Yeah, the combat like, in those games. Yeah, you never need to play an Assassin's Creed game after playing Ghost of Tsushima because Ghost it's, of Tsushima is just way better. It doesn't have the stupid callbacks to the modern time. Yeah, shit, yeah, it has. Uh, it, it's, I wouldn't say Ghost of Tsushima's story is remarkable in any way. I would say it's very. It's serviceable. It right. it gets you through the game, but that's not. The what point if you could of the play game. through the story of Ivor the Viking though in a Ghost of Tsushima sandbox versus a Assassin's Creed? Yeah, sandbox. yeah. Like I, that's what yeah. I want to see in the next Ghost of Tsushima is like let's really try to like make something unique yeah. and creative and uh, pulling because just like you know here's here's your villain. He's a bad guy. He thinks he's not bad, but we're not really gonna go anything deeper than that i think he's not bad yeah yeah uh so, but yeah overall type of bad guy yeah overall though really enjoyed the upgrade that the ps5 offered sure. with the visuals the low time especially and the frames uh fantastic video game yeah besides that i once again went back into yakuza like a dragon sure uh quickly discovering this might be one of my favorite games uh of the past like five years like uh it's insanely charming that's the best where I can give it because it's clearly not a high budget game. You can always tell when you're playing these Yakuza games. Hard, I mean, hard to say. Well, it, like, are you are you saying that a Persona game is a high budget game compared to a Yakuza game? Because I think they're budget. No, 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 yeah. no. I wouldn't call uh, Persona a AAA experience because it's still using like rather cheap cel shaded graphics and it's cutting a lot of corners as far as animations go and all that stuff. It, I don't want it's a AAA effort with sure. with a double A budget. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of way, same way I feel about Yakuza. They just don't have the budget that's like Santa Monica Studios has to make God of War. But are, is the comparison you're actually making Japanese AAA versus Western AAA? Because here we're bloated. We, we give $200 million to a project. Yeah, I guess. And you but can... then you look at Final Fantasy and that, like, it's Yeah, but present... Square Enix is maybe the worst example of Japanese games at this point. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but in any case, this game is absolutely charming. I'm discovering that this is easily going to be an over 100 hour game oh, yeah. i don't know about like the other yakuza's yes. how how long they are they're as long as you make them like the story content is maybe yeah 20 to 30 but if you're doing all the side quests and if you get involved so a lot of the later yakuza games have like huge meta games within them uh yeah. so whether like it's a tower defense or the thing where you're running a hostess bar or whatever yeah and those can easily take up 10 hours each. yeah so like i only have three party members total i'm still 20 hours in yeah and are you doing everything you come across though like every side quest you go and, and finish it if you can nope i've done like most of the side quests on the list but i'm not going on my way to do them yeah particularly but, i would because they you can miss them yeah i know um but the thing that makes me think the length is going to be so uh exponential or whatever you want to call it sure is the fact that in the party menu you can swap out parties just like any classic jrpg which means that there has to be over four people and I still only have three. Like I said, I'm 20 hours in. Yeah. Um, so I know for sure I'm getting some lady because I've seen in all the commercials and promotional art and everything some like that. Lady. But I know yeah. for sure there's going to be other party members outside of that, along with the fact that I only have one job still unlocked for most of my characters. Piss wizard. Yeah, <laughs> piss wizard. Uh, <laughs> so like, like the amount of stuff that I still have to unlock that I haven't even touched yet, and they're still introducing a ton of mechanics to me. Like here's here's the bar you go to when yeah. you want to increase your relationship with this character, because it's very much Persona in that sense. A lot of things are very much like Persona. With your party members, you mean? Uh, not just party members. Ichiban has personal stats like charisma, kindness, oh, really? knowledge, okay. stuff like that. Just like in Persona, you would personally build those up. They're unique to him and him alone. And then, yeah, you have bond relationships with your party members where you get to go through unique dialogue sections when you talk to them. 
cool. it's not as uh, in depth as Persona, where you'd have to like, you know, check the schedule and make sure X person can hang out right. next yeah. day because there is no time limit. You're just doing your thing out there. If it, never has that been more true than in Yakuza, where it's just like, oh my god, someone has a gun to someone's head, and you're like, okay, that's fine, but I have to go bowling for ten hours, yeah. and the game just lets you. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. But yeah, the story is becoming very more intriguing. Ichiban is uh, such a fun main character because he's a slight twist on the classic dumb protagonist trope Bo protagonist yeah where he's just like kind of an idiot but he has a heart of gold like ichiban is clearly not like super smart but he is not dumb like he's constantly referring to situations and just being like like this dude's like like oh fuck i'm having problems with my wife like i work all goddamn day because we just had a baby and babies are expensive but she keeps getting pissed at me and ichiban's like person literally walks up to you on the street and tells you this no you kind of bump into him but uh and then ichiban's just like well you know i don't know a lot about marriages but like sounds to me like you're not home a lot and he's like well yeah because i'm always working and i'm like and ichiban's like well fuck well, there you, you go. probably married yeah. your wife because you're in love she probably wants to see you Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, no. It's 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 sweet in a sense because, like I said, it's he clearly is intelligent in his own way, and he's never made out to be like, like fucking walking into a rake, dumb. Like sure. he's strong headed, he's aggressive, and he's a little bit naive. But that's that's the charm of him. And uh, like your fucking main party is all over forty years old so far. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a bunch of old guys. yeah, it's like boomer persona. <laughs> like it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Yeah, like. Uh, the old guy in your party like, picks up a flyer for hookers and he's just like you know what it's hard to get laid when you're 62 so he calls him that <laughs> he calls the line and then just this buff dude shows up he's like are you a dachi son and he's like uh yeah he's like great I'll beat whoever you I'll beat up whoever you want he's like what he's like aren't, he's like you're not like a hooker service he's like no we're called like beat him up whatever the fuck so there your summons is that like this pseudo like fight club hooker service sure that you call in these guys and they're their summons and they'll just beat the shit out of guys for a round it's fucking ridiculous pretty good pretty yeah good overall great game can't wait to play more of it yeah it sounds like the the sense of humor and how uh that team goes about building games is is they just they just expanded on it they're right. just like and, and there's still incredibly serious moments yeah. of course where yeah. he's confronting uh other yakuza bosses and they have very that's, serious conversations that's what i really like about the series too is if you're sitting down and you're like oh i'm not in the mood for like the heavy main story stuff you can just there's so much extra content yeah uh, that you could just have a laugh uh or, or in this case grind and level up right yeah which exactly is, especially um, in this jrpg style it yeah. lends itself to that which, i mean kiryu does a lot of that too there's there's no short supply of drunks and uh gangsters yeah. that just want to pc out when they see you walking down the street mm-hmm. Um, that becomes fun. It becomes fun in the. I'm assuming that like a dragon will maybe have something similar. You know that mechanic that a lot of JRPGs put in, where if an enemy attacks you and they're too weak, the battle doesn't even happen. Like it just ends. There's a few, I, does Nino Kuni have that? I'm trying to think of other games that have I, that. I haven't really played any games where like it that. It doesn't even transition to the battle scene. You just win. Uh, Paper Mario had that in it, where you mm. just like jump on an enemy and she's like, no, you killed him. There's no battle. Yeah, yeah, okay. You <laughs> fucked him up. Uh, so Ghost Tsushima, I also got back into, and yeah, we were both laughing that uh, our, our save files were exactly one year uh, from yeah, when we booted them back up. Biggest coincidence uh, in the world. Except unlike Reed, I did all the side content and I got the platinum trophy, which now only accounts for 64% of the total trophies uh, <laughs> because they added a ton for New Game Plus. They added a ton for Legends, which we also booted up, or I did anyway and played yeah, a little no, by myself. Yeah, I played a bit. Uh, Legends is cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a more limited version of the combat mechanics. I recommend if you're getting back into Tsushima for the DLC, boot up the tutorial for Legends because it shows you 
we're kind of reminded. Some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a more interactive way than just looking at the controls. Yeah, I, su- like, I severely yeah. miss the different stances in Legends. Uh, yeah, you because that's need my, those. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my favorite part of the main story yeah. is that like you got a spear guy coming and you quickly switch to that. So you can kick the shit out yeah, of Yeah, and yeah. then you got the shield guy coming so you hold triangle to do the boop, 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 Oh, man, when you get the charge version of that move, when you can do like the low yeah, charge yeah. of triangle, you just like <laughs> knock his fucking shield. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, so then, yeah. in that case, the idea is that each weapon has a stance associated with it. So I'm like, okay, if you've got standard stance, I'll make sure I'm using moon stance or something like that. We can diversify. Yeah. Um, but you'll never have them all. And that, and that's the thing about the, the single player too, is you get so many uh, expendable items, which I used all of. I know you you did I used kudais and yeah. smoke bombs and stuff like that. Uh, because there's the stuff you have throwable items, which is like bombs, uh, firecrackers, etc. But then you also have, on the other side, you have your like combat weapons, like your sticky bombs and yeah, your smoke yeah. bombs. And the smoke bombs, once you get the, the chain assassination, yeah. it's hilarious. It's, yeah, because you're uh, just doing the middle of like 20 guys and yeah. then you're fucking killing So you, you quickly can, in that game, I the point for me anyways, using the ghost armor and stuff like that, was how many people can I kill before they can even do anything? Uh, so if I show up at a camp and there's nine guys there, can I kill these nine guys without actually engaging them in the combat between the standoff mechanic, the ghost mechanic, and then popping a smoke, smoke bomb and chain assassinating everyone? I, I think you can kill like 12 people like that are surrounding you without actually having to like swing your sword uh, yeah. traditionally. Oh, uh, man, I It's real good. Fucking love that game. Uh, as opposed to you, I do much more like I'm gonna just gonna approach you and wipe out this yeah. entire camp. Because that feels good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my always my approach is I try to I use expert HUD mode, so I try to have it as least visible as possible. Sure. And I try to just not get hit to make it cinematic combat, so I don't overhit after I know I got the kill, yeah. so it looks dumb. And then you gotta do the side swarp. Uh, side side swipe. swarp. <laughs> like talk about something that doesn't get boring after 80 hours it's yeah. still fucking awesome sword, yeah it's it just throwing your blood away and putting it back yeah. in. it's still so fucking awesome uh, so that game's real good uh so i i started the dlc uh and it's so far so good uh so you go to icky island uh Jin has a connection to icky island uh do you know what it is okay very simply and it's not really a spoiler icky island is where his dad died so right away, it kind of draws you in because you're like, what, what, what do I care? I thought he died on uh, Tsushima. No, no, he, he died on a, something that was going on on Iki Island. You just, it doesn't matter in the main game. It's just like his dad died and Jin was there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now you actually learn that there might be... So uh, without spoilers, I'm hoping that there is more context to Jin, Jin's inaction in saving his father because all I've seen in this DLC so far is that just like what we've seen in the rest of the game, that the samurai are maybe not as... Uh, noble noble as uh you think where that where they are hey uh dad why are we slaughtering this village of, of innocent people well they were hiding the bad guys so uh you know they gotta die too and you're just like okay uh yeah so in that sense it makes even more sense to spare shimura because you're just proving them right that the non-samurai way exactly is the right, right. Way. yeah you're exactly right you are the anti-samurai and what that means uh, to Shimura, at first is like, oh, you're you're you know, stabbing people in the back and whatever. Yeah, whatnot. but you're saving. But you're more, also you're yeah. saving more innocents. You're sparing more of your own men's lives. Yes, and uh, you're saving your family simply because. And then there's there's you fuck up along the way because like you didn't think they would reverse engineer your poison and yeah, start wiping people out, but, right? Like that's that's um, the name of the game. The the alternative is you gather two thousand men and you yeah, send them to just let them die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so like, simply because you want to save face. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so as such, uh, samurai are not welcome on this island. You won't find a lot in the way of allies. Uh, and then to top everything off, uh, there is a like a, a, a Mongol raider faction 
And I, I won't say much more because you're probably going to get into it at some yep. point here. So I think I'm going to um, do the side missions for the old lady and the archery guy yeah. and shit. Not the monk or the, or I, the drinker. Fuck. I would say do as much of that, that content as you care to do before going to the DLC because the DLC refers back to the main game based on what you've done in it. Yeah, I think I'm uh, going to do... Uh, so, like, Jin straight up tells a, a character even, like, oh, I killed the Khan. I'm assuming if you went and did the DLC before you did that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go do Nanako's missions or whatever her name is, the old Nanako, lady. <laughs> the little girl from Persona 4. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every day you're loved, you know. Yeah, yeah um, and then uh, the bow guy. I'll go, I'll do their twos, I'll finish all of theirs, yeah. and then I'll probably fuck off the, to the island. Those those characters maybe aren't as interesting, but the story that they're telling is is fine. It's, yeah, because it's, I, like could, tell, ethic, yeah, I right? could tell yeah. it's full of, yeah. of hypocrisy because, like, this old lady wants to, like, stab the shit out of this dude's eyes, which yeah, is not yeah. very samurai-like. Uh, no, but, but you know. And, like, this other guy wants to kill. Who are you to judge, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so that game is very good. Uh, the combat in that game is still fucking spectacular. Oh, it's fucking spectacular. Uh, so crunchy. And it's not, and it's not you know, the parrying and stuff like that is very lenient. Yeah, it's very forgiving. Uh, but that's that's not the worst thing in a single-player game. No. And it's not it's not trying to be, like, a Dark Souls where the purpose of it is to be challenging. Right. Yeah. It clearly wants you to experience and feel cinematic combat, which is very prevalent in recent games, such as yep. God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon, especially God of War and Spider-Man, where to... they want to make it a seamless transition yeah. without any extra movements and make it appear as if it was a, a, a fucking cinematic. At, but at the same time, it's not character action. Like, it feels deliberate, and you do still have to react to your enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it feels like the next evolution of these kind of It feels games. good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about another game uh, that has been in development forever, and that is 12 Minutes. I'm going to do a really... I'm going to try to set up this game better than this game sets up itself. Uh, so this is a game that, like I said, has been in development for at least seven, eight years. Like a long, long time coming. From Luis, Lu, Luis Antonio. Probably how that's pronounced. Uh, and Annapurna recently picked it up and started publishing it. And they've, they've been on a tear recently. So they swapped out the voice talent. Which is why this kind of got on people's radars. Is that James McElvoy and uh, Daisy Ridley are now the two main characters. And there's a third character in the game who's voiced by one Willem Dafoe. I, like, I don't know about you, Lee, but when it comes to celebrity guest spots for voiceovers, like, it's incredibly hit or miss. Because yeah, there's it's... lots of times where, like, Matthew Perry in New Vegas, where you can tell they just don't hey, give Daniel. a... Yeah, they don't give a <laughs> fuck. Like, they're clearly there for a paycheck, and then they... I disagree off. with you. Really? Chandler, a.k.a. Matthew Perry, was on The Tonight Show... And was gushing about how much he loved Fallout 3, and that's how he got the job in New Vegas. He's oh, like a really? massive Fallout fan. So if his if his performance sucked, it was probably because he was high versus not trying to do a <laughs> well, good job. Well, based on the behind the scenes that uh, I've seen of him, he probably was. But but like something like Patrick Stewart in Oblivion. Yeah, he's, like he's in it for 45 seconds. And he's like, you, okay, just I've see. seen you. You're the one from my Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and it gets you in the door. Uh I mean Patrick Stewart did the same thing with the 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 fucking uh, Castlevania, the, the the reboot there, or whatever. Uh, anyway, oh, the air conditioning turned off. It's really quiet. Uh, the voice acting here is is fine. It's it adds a little more uh, credibility. So, it, yeah, but like it's hard to say that an actor will out, will out work a voice actor. Yeah, someone if, who's been doing this for. But a if long this time. was like a, one guy making a game and he probably had whatever voice talent he had in there. I'm assuming what they've swapped it with wasn't just for name value. It was also because the performances now have a little more oomph. Yeah, I guess um, not everybody's going to get fucking Troy Baker and Laura Bailey and all these 
right. Ashley Birch and all these high-profile video game names. Uh, I don't know how that. I don't know how that all that all that shakes out. But anyways, you have James McAvoy who doesn't sound like himself, and you have Daisy Ridley who absolutely does, uh, and then Willem <laughs> Dafoe who can't fucking mistake his ass. Open up. Uh, so this is how the game starts. I'm gonna set up the game. Hark! Here it is. Uh, you you arrive, Peter. Uh, you arrive home in your apartment. Uh, very simple game, just a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, you have a top-down perspective, and not isometric or something like that. Straight up, like, you're looking down into yeah. this apartment. This guy comes home. He checks out some paintings. He's got two other uh, doors in this room. He finds his key. He opens the door, and he goes inside. The room is dark. His wife is in the bathroom. Uh, she comes out. She greets him, says, hey, I've made you some dessert. He's like, cool, that's, that's awesome. Uh, you decide to have the dessert with her. She... Uh, goes to the bedroom, produces a present, says, hey, open this up. You open it up and find some baby clothes inside. Oh, my God, she's pregnant. Not uh, before you can uh, enjoy this this joyous occasion. There's a knock at the door. It's the cops. And uh, he's got a warrant for your wife's arrest. And he's coming inside. Whether you open the door or not, he comes in. He zip ties your wife. And he accuses her of murdering her own father eight years ago. He then zip ties you, throws you on the ground, and continues to ask uh, your wife about where this pocket watch is. She refuses uh, to tell him what's going on, and he chokes you to death and you die. Any questions? That's the end of the game? That's not the end of the game, Reed, in that this game, 12 Minutes, is a time loop game. Uh, the character then wakes up, having just entered the apartment again, and the same 10 minutes oh. starts over. Now, what I described to you was my first 10 minutes in this game. I watched someone else beat this game yesterday, and in their first 10 minutes, they went into the kitchen, picked up a knife, and murdered their wife. Now, the, the, <laughs> the reason why I was laughing so fucking hard at that is because that is before the time loop is, is established. Yeah. So it's just like, guy comes home after work, kisses his wife, goes, picks up a knife, and just kills her. And then the cop shows up and comes in and finds the wife dead. And is like, what did you do? Kind of thing. So... Uh, the, the game is a point-and-click adventure, but it expects you to figure out what the goal of the game is, uh, and that is really important. You have to set your own goal and how you're going to go about getting to that goal. So this apartment has a closet. This apartment has a bedroom, a bathroom, the kitchen, and, and the living area is all in one place. So you got to find the pocket watch. You got to find the pot. You got to find the pocket watch yeah. exactly. But you're thinking, you're thinking one step ahead to think. Five steps ahead would be, how do I save my, me and my wife's life? Right? Oh, yeah, like lock the door. Uh, exactly. So it's trial and error. But but the issue there is, is it is a traditional point-and-click game where drag thing to thing, see what happens. Only if it fucks up or you're like, ah, you think of something too late, you do have to start that loop over to try it again. Because yeah. things are in motion. So it's like Majora's Mask in that way. And uh, people are kind of having some some problems with it for that that you bounce off of it or if you can't think of the next thing you should be trying to do or what the win scenario is because you'll get scenarios where you make everything okay but the loop keeps happening you need to find a way out of this fucking loop and how do you do it yeah. there's some secret to discover and uh, there's a few twists along the way obviously what's really cool is the biggest twist is saved for the very end even though there's like mini twists throughout um so, first and foremost, that guy's coming in no matter what. That cop shows up no matter what, and he will break down your door if you lock it. It doesn't matter. Uh, and he will take out you and your wife. Now, uh, it'll give people some suggestions of what to do. You might consider when you first get into the apartment before your wife walks out of the bathroom, jump in the closet and close the door so she never knows you came home. Then when the cop shows up, you can see a scene play out where you don't get strangled to death. 
Also, trigger warning, if a cop showing up at your home and strangling you and your wife is uh, something you're uh, upset by, <laughs> this game does it every ten minutes <laughs> until you find a way out of it. Like, will, your, uh, will the time loop even if you don't get killed? Uh, yes. Mm. Even if you find a scenario where, like, nothing is happening, uh, the time will eventually expire. There's no timer, but the game will basically acknowledge there's nothing more you can do here, and time is up. Mm. Uh, alternatively, you can walk out the front door of your apartment, and time will, will start over. Interesting. Uh, you can attack the cop with a knife. He, uh, he beats your ass. Every time you fight the cop, you get a little further into the fight. I don't know if eventually you can just knife him and kill him for good. Uh, that's kind of a neat little side thing. Uh, but of course, anytime you are punched, knocked out, killed, uh, the time loop starts over and the character uh, acknowledges it. So one of the first things you want to do is uh, convince your wife that time is starting over. Uh, and to do so, you need to find the different clues to be able to do that. And she doesn't believe fucking anything. Uh, you could be like, I know what song's going to be on the radio. I know what's in the present in the other room. I know, like, you could know all these things, and it doesn't convince her. The thing that convinces her is the pocket watch. And then there's a bunch of funny ways to go about it. So I didn't like this game when I was playing it because of the reason of what is my goal in this game? What am I trying to work towards? And it's to discover as much of the story as you can and resolve it. Yeah. And uh, But the funny things along the way is what's making it endearing to me. Like When you find out where the pocket watch is... You can just go get it and then walk into the living room while she's just like sitting there reading a book and you just put it on the table and don't say anything and she like freaks out and leaves kind of thing. Or you can like have a conversation about it or whatever. But if you don't know the if you don't know the right things to say, if you haven't learned the right information, uh, it's gonna go poorly for you. So there'll be a lot of times where you're like, Okay, I'm gonna talk to this cop now. I know some shit about him, or I've interrogated him in another playthrough. Uh, a, qu a quick little tip for earlier in the game. There is a light switch in the bedroom. When you turn it on, it shocks you. When you turn it off and turn it on again, it knocks whoever opens it uh, out. So by doing this, you can give sleeping pills to your wife. She goes to sleep. You hide in the closet. Cop comes into the door. He finds her unconscious. He flips on the light. He gets knocked out. You step out of the closet. You tie him up with his own handcuffs. You shoot him in the leg and you can interrogate him. Um, this is the kind of game this is. So you have, to you have to think of that and then execute it in one playthrough. Because if the cop shows up before she takes the sleeping pills, you're all fucked. Um, the, the final twist of the game is, uh, is a little divisive. I won't spoil it here uh, for people, but it, it, go it goes... I'll spoil it after the podcast for you because you're never going to fucking play this game. <laughs> uh, but th this is a game that at, at first I, I was kind of like... You know what? Maybe I'll a watch, uh, watch it on YouTube. How about that? You, so there isn't a critical path through this game you do actually no a, right yeah. that's what I find interesting yeah about there's, it, a, there's a critical amount of loops you can do so if like you know what to do and you execute it there's probably a speedrun version of this game where it takes 10 minutes it takes 10 minutes to do or or there is a critical path and I, don't, I just don't know it yet but the, the character because he is aware of the 12 minutes uh, looping you have to uh, you uh, he, he's, he's acknowledging <laughs> it he gives you little hints along the way but yeah, yeah. It's, you know what, I rec nah, it's on Game Pass where you can play it for free, which sucks. I hate recommending things just simply because they're free. Uh, apparently this game, originally, the, the vision of it was it would be 24 hours on loop, and you would have to like solve a, a crime or something in 24 hours. In this case, it's like 10, 12 minutes, and uh, there's some twists therein, and... and <laughs> just, it's, it's Green Goblin busts down the door, like, finish it! Finish it! Uh, Don't <laughs> It's, uh... Yeah, he is Willem Dafoe, and he punches you in the head and strangles you a whole bunch. Uh, but that's that's the the game. There's another there's another part where 
to find out where the watch is. I, I'm assuming there's other ways to do this, but to find out where the watch is, you do have to hide in the closet and watch the scene play out. And one of the things this guy has shown up to the apartment to do, and he's not a cop, by the way, no, sure. uh, is to murder your wife. Uh, so you're hiding in the closet, basically, and you come to the realization that you, you can't step out of this closet. You have to let her reveal where this fucking watch is. So you have to sit in the closet and watch your wife die, uh, which is kind of upsetting. But then you can step out of the closet and pick up the gun and shoot yourself, too. It's, gr- it's a great game, Reed. Uh, anyway, 12 minutes. Maybe check it out. I don't know. That's some anime-level tragedy there. It's it's <laughs> And, like, the worst part is it's not, like, bang and it restarts it's like bang and he's like it's like it's like Tomb Raider 2016 when you die and you get like yeah you get like a (laughs) stick through your fucking face uh, and she's like it relishes in that maybe a little too much uh, but that's fine it's a it's a fun game I don't know it's you gotta it it's a good committee game if you're playing it with somebody else sitting there who's who's giving you some like a backseat gaming kind of thing it's a it's a game for that gamescom in cologne germany read is happening right now uh yesterday, oh my god the dorito pope uh jeff Keeley brought us all the newest trailers of course horizon forbidden west got dated for february 18th uh a new saints row was shown and it and it's not it's not making waves with them. The fan base doesn't know what they want out of that series because that series doesn't know what it is. Um, I think it's fucking stupid. I don't like it. It was originally just a expansion GTA of GTA San Andreas specifically, where you built up your gang and you played the bad guy. Essentially, you were not yeah, a but hero. You, but you it were... always came off as incredibly cheesy to me. Like so. That it got that way, but Saints Row 2 wasn't necessarily that way. It took itself seriously. But then as of 3, when you're fucking shooting laser weapons and and become the president... No, no, I mean uh, cheesy in the way that, like, like we'll just... Even Saints Row 1 or 2, where, like, we'll just have a bunch of characters with bandanas and they'll be called, like, the 70s or whatever the fuck. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, I, 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 I think that's incredibly <laughs> cheesy. It's like playing Spider-Man 3 on the PS2 and there's all of a sudden like... Oh, can you imagine a game where you play this the gang from the Spider-Man 3 game? Yeah, like a bunch of fucking <laughs> man-of-ass gangs. With so, so that was kind of the appeal. And then also back then, you made your own character from the ground up, including your walk. and like your, You could put like a shit-eating grin on your character all the time. You chose their voice. And unlike GTA, you weren't inhabiting a role. You were creating your own character um, that, you, that kind of you went with throughout yeah. the games. Um, and it had a, a sense of humor about it in 3 and 4 which were just fun games to play but people who liked that just just make a San Andreas cologne with, with more stuff in it cologne Germany uh, we will uh, we'll love it so they released this thing that looks like a knockoff fucking Watch Dogs uh, trailer um, filled with, with teen, shitty teens on cell phones doing weapons deals and it's just like man I don't know. Yeah, like uh, I like the watchdogs is what I think of when I think of cheesy. Like, yeah, we'll have like this guy who puts on bandana and he talks to some dude named Glitch, and they're gonna like <laughs> hack the internet or whatever the fuck. Yeah, so like, uh, it's, it's always come off as just like, like this is what people think of when they think of video games, like this yes. bullshit. Yes, but I'm gonna say <laughs> that in Saints Row three and four, they did that and they succeeded in that it it. It's not necessarily outright funny, but it's not cringy. It's not awkward, and it's not that Watch Dogs 2 cutscene shitty characters. You actually... I don't know, man. Uh, so we'll see what, what comes of that new Saints Row. Doke V, new MMO, got shown. Looks absolutely fucking insane. Uh, if, you can, if you can dream it, you can do it. Put you on the petter ass watch list playing this game. Uh, it look, I, I recommend looking up that game, because it looks like Digimon more so than Pokemon, in that you're in like a city and you can... 
I don't know. I fuck. I don't care. Shit. We need more Digimon <laughs> games. I think. Uh, other than that, Halo Infinite got a release date in December, and of course that will be the multiplayer only. The Forge mode and the co-op campaign oh. will be coming later. It'll be multiplayer and single player campaign. Is it? Is the single player campaign in it? I would fucking certainly. I hope don't think so. so, man. If it's literally just a multiplayer release, that's fucking. Oh no, hilarious. you're right. We'll launch with a free to play multiplayer mode, which you. Don't have to pay for it. Just download it. Well, no shit. It's free to play. So, so all Could your you pl- fucking imagine if Halo Infinite was like, oh, by the way, like six ninety nine a month to play our multiplayer. No, but that's just it. The single player campaign is not free to play. So you have to buy it for eighty bucks or have Game Pass. Right. Why would you not? I'm saying it's dumb wording. Why would you not just say Halo Infinite's releasing here and the included content is a single player campaign multiplayer? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, why would you even say it's free multiplayer? Like, fuck you. No, because the idea is you will not have to pay a dime regardless if you have Game Pass or buy the oh, game to play. Oh, like, I, I, I would be paying yeah. $80 just for like the story. Like, split Just for yeah. the story. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not even going to pay money then. No. Because Halo's story is bad now. But if you had Game Pass, then you get that for free anyway. Right. But uh, Halo's story... Fuck this goddamn chair. Uh, <laughs> But Halo, Halo's story is bad now, so uh, you know what? I'll just play the free multiplayer then. I'm not disagreeing with you. Halo's story, uh, I would maybe argue, was never good. Uh, but It was definitely pretty fucking... It was better. It was definitely... like Halo, <laughs> Halo 3 is pretty fucking alright. I understand like, that there are a number of novels. I understand there are a lot no, of people who you, really like the, the lore. No, no. I, I, didn't uh, re- I don't give a fuck about the novels or anything. I just remember playing Halo 3 and being like, no, there's lots of good, lots of good beats here. Lots of good... Yeah. The last boss is just like that floating eyeball guy. Uh, no, uh, it's just like the Cortana stuff is fine. Sending back their bomb, that's a good that's a good moment. Yeah. WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Oh, when the second game just ended without they did like home front ending where it's just like tune in next time for the conclusion right. of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like people don't complain about that with like Mass Effect, which is the weirdest thing to me. It's Only because you know it's 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 going to be... I don't know. That's a good point, That's the though. exact same thing yeah. with Halo. You would know Halo 3's fucking coming out, so why are you even mad? Like, it's the people, same thing with people, Mass Effect. People were mad. People were mad. It's it's That's fucking stupid in my... Like, if you got to be mad about that, you got to be mad about Mass Effect. Uh, they like, get the fucking Reapers, man! That fucking Death Stranding director's cut uh, is adding a bunch of shit that who is gives just a, bizarre. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Uh... I'm going to beat that game at some point, but I will probably not beat it with the director's cut. I don't need a jetpack. I'm just going to carry that shit... I'm just not going to play America. Death Stranding. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. World War II. World War II, but with more ladies than ever before. Uh, and then Persona 5 is crossing over into Super Monkey Ball as Morgana will be a playable character in Monkey sure. Ball. Sure, who gives a uh, shit? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. will add April O'Neil as a playable character. <laughs> Carrion which is, Cross. We'll add Carrion <laughs> Cross as a playable character. Uh, but no, who's not going to want to choose, choose April in that game? She's got a literal mic drop move. She drops a... Mike on a ninja. Uh, they made April like a, a a fighter in one of the the Nickelodeon series. I, I, I'm gonna say right. I don't, give a, you don't like I don't the Ninja give a Turtles. Fuck about you're the too ninja young Turtles. for Ninja Turtles. No. Yeah. I grew up nope. with tapes of the Ninja Turtles. Like well, the tapes 90s is not airing on on TV. No, Ooh. I watched them tapes because I had Farmer's Vision. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, so the French chant. So I I've seen like I've seen like at least three old school TMT episodes like 50 times along with Biker Mice from Mars, which is the superior show. This uh, made me nostalgia for when I used to do a podcast with Rob where I was like, here's a list of games that'll probably be pretty cool. And you're like, who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> used to be his uh, used to be his way of going uh, with those things. No, Ninja Turtles is uh, the fucking bomb, man. Think, has there ever been anything else that hasn't, I'm going to say, hasn't wavered since it's, in, like, 
Turtles toys, the shows that like they've constantly had a cartoon or a show on TV. They've always been at we like they've always more been, so than Transformers. They've even. always been upper mid card, <laughs> so but they've never been top of the card. Yeah, like inter- uh, international. Like it's never yeah, it's never been it's yeah. never been Pokemon levels, but it's definitely they're the, they're the Dolph Ziggler of uh, no 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 yeah. way more than they're they're like the Cesaro. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love Cesaro, so that makes sense. Right, but he's never going to win a world title. <laughs> not, a, not in WWE. Not with that accent. <laughs> Anyways, uh, at Ice what do you Podcast. mean he's 40? <laughs> what does he sound like? <laughs> uh, yeah, Cesaro was just kind of... What a career, though, you know? Yeah, you know, sure. He had the tag belts for a bit. And... Oh, yeah, the prestigious, <laughs> the prestigious WWE tag belts. How lead. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Tyson Kidd? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, at Ice for Podcasts is us on Twitter. Leatistiasper.com is my email address. Any questions, topics. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Video Game Podcast. We don't have a feature game to uh, to list just yet. Maybe we will take a look at the, uh, the the Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island thing when you finish it and just maybe do a a swan song of that. Otherwise, I'm thinking, what what's coming out that we're both going to play? Uh, Pokemon. Yeah, but we've talked for three-plus <laughs> hours about Pokemon already. Yeah, I... What is coming up? Because it feels like we're waiting for Pokemon Arceus and, and then Horizon. It would be, be Arceus. Yeah, and then Arceus and then Horizon. Yeah, Hori- uh, Forza Horizon. We're both going to play. <laughs> I drove the car so fast. Oh, man. When yeah, I car, racing cars <laughs> turning left. Well, that's that's not fair. Uh, Forza Horizon is where you drive through we, fences. We can, do, we can do like a, like a mixture of Ghost of Tsushima DLC along with our Legends experiences. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we carve our, our names into the history, or books. or even better yet, you're making your way through y- Yakuza. I'm Three. making my yeah. way through Yakuza. Yeah, we meet in the middle. Yeah. We play Dead Souls, or we play that samurai <laughs> knockoff, or yeah. the spinoff, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll play Godfather and PS2. That's basically no joke. I have played and 100 percented both Godfather games, and they're amazing. <laughs> but but for like meme purposes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's the show for myself, Liam, for Reed, who hates everything at Gamescom. <laughs> Thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.